Do we have a name for this? Oh, sorry, you just started recording. Do we have a name for this show, or are we just calling it the Hammerstone Podcast? It'll just be the Hammerstone Podcast. We just decided okay. right now. Perfect. Um, okay, so usually this podcast is just going to be me and Aaron talking about what's going on with Hammerstone week to week, probably weekly ish. And it's, uh, but this week, I think we'll start by explaining what Hammerstone is and what, and who we are. So Hammerstone is a company that we're starting. Uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll start with me actually. So I've had a few successful products um, over the, the last couple of years, but they've all been of the sort of info product variety. And I have really always wanted to start a software company. So Hammerstone would be my stab at that. And then I'm excited to work on. Um, and then Aaron, you're kind of in the same boat, right? In terms of your background. Yeah. Also, you haven't told people your name yet. Okay. We'll start over. <laughs> <laughs> I could just cut off the whole beginning. <laughs> It's a little hard to be informal and formal. So yeah. The, my other podcast, I just would talk and then we go, but I do want to have some kind of like a little bit of an introduction. We can just, we can just keep going. If you want to be informal, this can just be part, <laughs> this can just be part of the show. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm Sean. There we <laughs> I'm go. I'm Sean Fiorito. Yeah. So I wrote a book called sketching with CSS and I did some video training courses, those did pretty well for me. In fact, I was making full-time income on those for, for quite a while. Uh, but I just never really figured out how to make that income more predictable. So it was very volatile and I ended up, you know, giving up on that and just doing client work for a few years. And now I have a job uh, which is conveniently four days a week. So it gives me some time to work on some stuff. And ultimately I want to have a software company with some sort of recurring revenue that I can grow and eventually have it be big enough to support my income. I guess I'll go now. You go. Uh, my name is Aaron, Aaron Francis. Um, I currently also have a job as well. Um, I've done a bunch of stuff on the side. Um, the biggest thing I probably have at the moment on the side is a series of um, accounting tutoring videos. Um, so it teaches college students um, introduction to financial accounting. And I recorded those, I probably recorded those five years ago. And it's kind of steadily grown to a plateau and I don't touch it at all. It's not enough money to live off of. Um, but it's, it's a good amount for a passive side project. I've done a bunch of other stuff. Um, none have really, none of ever really taken off. Um, I had a podcast for a while called the music makers. Um, that I really enjoyed doing. It's still live on my website, but I don't do it anymore. Um, and so, yeah, Sean and I met, was it 2012 Bacon Biz Conf? Is or that when the I first Bacon Biz ones? Yeah, I think it was. 2012, 2013, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so we met, we met a long time ago um, and have just stayed friends since then. Um, and 
we kind of were both looking to do the same thing at the same time this past probably year. Um, we'll get into what exactly we're building, but Sean was looking uh, to do it ahead. now. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I think what happened was I was working on a WYSIWYG like page builder product that built that for clients and something people need to drop in their apps a lot. And I thought that seemed like a product that I could sell. And then Aaron had built a query builder for his company, um, which is basically like that UX feature uh, in web applications where you allow your users to build up a set of filters and then submit that against your database. And then it returns some, some results. Uh, yeah. So it's, like, it's the thing ahead. that's like, show me users that signed up in the past year and have taken this event and their name is Aaron. And then you hit a button and it brings back all those users. So the thing that I was building, I've now built several times at several different companies is that, that dynamic filter part that lets the end user decide what they're looking for rather than having to always bug the developer and being like, Hey, I need employees that were onboarded this year that don't have their, um, don't have their paperwork complete. And it's like, oh, I got to run another report, another one-off report. And so it's just a little filter builder. Right. So I heard that he was doing that and I, I was doing the page builder thing and I wasn't married to that. But I, I didn't like the concept of like a drop-in component that was tightly coupled with your backend, which was my idea with the page builder too. Um, and that was essentially what Aaron was doing, just a different feature. So, and and the feature was smaller. Building a page builder, depending on what you're building, it can be actually a huge project. So I thought, well, let's just peel off a smaller project. And it turns out that was a good thing. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> we've been working on it for like a year or 18 months yeah now. yeah though <laughs> i mean in, in our defense it's not like the only thing we're working on and then i did start a new job in there and True. just how it happened so yeah and i still think like overall the hours that i've spent on it are not that are not that crazy it's just they're so spread out it took so long and then i yeah. So anyway, th that's the that's the component that we're building that we're starting with, and then if we can figure out how to make that thing make a decent amount of money, which I suspect we will, uh, based on some s evidence that we'll talk about, I guess, um, then we'll kind of sort out a model for how that works and how we market it and how we sell it, and then we could do a repeat on a different component, and we're calling that our or widget empire. So that's the, uh, <laughs> the long-term hammerstone goals, build these really high level drop in widgets that are tightly coupled with your backend and your front end for features that you build. Um, yeah. So our thesis is kind of, we will take the time to build out the parts of your app that are, um, hard to do and boring and don't differentiate your app. So, all of those things, like the filter builder is a great example. Like it's not going to set your app apart that your users can like filter their records. You, you kind of need it and it's a huge pain to build. Um, and there are so many edge cases that to do it properly would take a ton of work. 
And so our thesis is we'll do all the undifferentiated heavy lifting of all these boring components. We'll do them extremely well, and then you can just buy them and plug them in. Sweet. All right. I think I think we uh, have the boring intro and explanation of Hammerstone out of the way. Okay. So then our current status. So what we did was we came up with the notion, and I think this was probably a mistake in retrospect, that we should that one way that we could market this was to open source the front end and sell the back end. So we're only selling, in this case, we have a Laravel back end and I did a view front end. And because we decided to make it an open source project and because the point of the open source project was to be a bit of like lead gen for us, it sort of set the scope of the front end of the query builder much bigger than it really needed to be for us to like have a thing that would work and probably doubled or tripled, probably tripled the amount of time for sure that I needed to spend on it. So we get to we get to see if that pays off. But I also think we could have been selling it the whole time if I had just made a version that wasn't open source, based on the fact that we have sold it a couple times without really trying, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, even when it's not done. So, um. In, in all cases, well, in one case, somebody just bought a license and we ended up just being able to give him the, the backend code. So he got that. And then in the other two cases, one was a client project where they were going to pay us to implement it and that fell through. But then another client project came through. So, uh, and that one is a, is a big deal for us. So that one's awesome because we get to build a rails version of this, a rails hotwire version of this. And part of our agreement, which we've almost got a contract signed on this super close will be that we keep the IP of any of the query builder stuff that we do for this client. So that is awesome. Cause one of the Pretty things amazing. We to is, <laughs> is to have uh, multiple platforms, multiple stacks supported. And we're going to have that really fast out of the gate for the query builder because they're paying us enough that we can hire somebody else to do it. Because like we said, we all have jobs and not a, not a hell of a lot of time. And then the other fun thing that we're dealing with, well, I guess that's maybe personal. Is this okay to bring up April? Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> I've, I've tweeted it. So it's public. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, we kind of have a deadline of sorts somewhere around April. We don't know exactly when, but Aaron will be the father of three children at once. <laughs> I'm currently the father of zero children. And sometime in, sometime in April, I will be the father of three children. So my wife is so the- pregnant with triplets. And so we don't know the reason the deadline is fuzzy is because obviously we don't know. Um, we don't know when they'll come because there are three of them. They kind of get to decide that for themselves. So there's a lot, there's a lot to do, um, before then. And then once, once that happens, I'm probably going to be, I'm probably going to be MIA for a little while. Yeah. So yeah, our goal is to get to a place where I can solo run this thing for a few months, most likely. Um, and I think what that equals is we got to have our Laravel view version done and a little mm-hmm. bit st- stable enough. And then this hopefully rails hotwire client is mostly wrapped up. Although I do have 
Colina's support for that. So that's a little more yeah. reassuring. But and the the Hotwire front end, we're not building we're not building that as open source. Correct. So it can be it can be tightly coupled to their implementation. Exactly. And that, that was be that was way the, less work. The problem with the view front end is it has to be so abstracted <sighs> and usable in any situation that obviously you I Which mean how many times did you like, write it? You rewrote it three times? A couple times, yeah. And the that problem is because I was not really a view developer before this as a React developer. And so I was learning all of the sort of high level view things that I needed. So now I'm like a view expert in order to write this mm-hmm. <laughs> this open source component, unfortunately. So yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's to the extent, so people know, it's to the extent where we've got just renderless components. Like that's how, because we didn't want to tightly couple any UI decisions. So we're going to have a renderless version and a tailwind version. And at some point, potentially a bootstrap version, all of the view version. Yeah. It's like, good gosh, what have we done? <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, I invented, I, mean I invented a solution for building queries in view, which I would use. I would pull I'd pull this library right away if I was doing a feature like that, which is the point of what we did. because um, you that, could do whatever. But you and I you and I had many spirited discussions back and forth on that. Because I'm a backend developer. I'm a Laravel developer primarily. And you're you're very much a front end developer. You do Rails as well, but you have the point of view of a front end developer. And I would always be like, "Dude, this is this is too intense. This is too much. I don't know what you're doing." And you're like, "Trust me, front end people do it this way." And I'm like, "All right, well, that's why you're here, and that's why I'm not doing it." Well, yeah, it's like if if the point is for it to be lead gen for us, then this is what it has to be. Otherwise, it's just like um, there are other libraries out there that do this sort of thing and they're kind of crappy and I would not pull them in as a dependency if I was working on a client project. Probably some people would, but it's not going to be the kind of people that would drop 900 bucks a year on a license for our back end. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I think this is what needs to be done if it's going to work as useful be useful to us as like a marketing thing but i don't know if uh, i don't know if it will <laughs> that was the dumb part <laughs> yeah the person i didn't think about that until it was like a couple weeks ago like oh oh maybe maybe we should have just done it <laughs> without the open source mm-hmm. <laughs> oh well oh well too late now we'll find out yeah Lesson yeah three. so then all right so we have all right so we have our client project we're just gonna call them the client they are a big name in the world internet internet space space yeah companies uh which is also super cool um Mm -hmm. and surprising but it was awesome that we lined that up so with them we're just waiting on i talked to their lawyers their lawyers got back to me and said no problem this is what our contract is going to look like and so because i just need to make sure that we get the ip and that that's really clear. Uh, yeah, because we have a verbal commitment on getting the IP. We just need to make sure that the institution right. agrees with that. Yeah, because I mean, the thing is, like, a verbal agreement is perfect, except sometimes things go sideways, and it's best to. Uh, or sometimes people turn out to be crazy. You never know. <laughs> or sometimes know. people that aren't crazy leave the company, and the next, yes. pers- the next person's like, "You had a what now?" Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Somebody else could claim that uh, 
that's not, you know, that they own it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll get ourselves covered with that. And then, and also we got to get our rates cleared with, with the, uh, with our client there, which yeah. I don't think will be a problem. Which is I just quoted. amazing that we're going to be able to get paid for it and then keep part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is going to be great because we can pay for the little odds and ends here and there that we need. And we'll probably rack a few grand out of it, which we yeah. could use for, for some stuff, which is great. Yeah. So we got that going. And then um, I need to finish up the view library. Like it's 90% done. So I still have to f- finish that up and I need to finish that before we start with the client project, which will be like the end of January. Mm-hmm. We're so we're up. currently at January 8th right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to work through. I got today's my day off. So I'll, uh, I'll be putting in the rest of the today into that. And then, you know, my weekend hours night, like night hours for me are still a struggle. Really? Still, uh, yeah, but by the time it's I'm focused. done with my day, I just, I wake up, I get the kid off to school and then I do my day job and then I get some exercise I make everybody dinner and then it's like eight o'clock and I'm supposed to be going to sleep in like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. If I'd ever like to talk to Beth or relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't happen that often on, on weekdays. Yeah. I have done a little bit of like, I've tried shifting my hours around where I do a little bit of work in the morning, like right away. And, and that actually has been a big win. So how, I get like how some, morning are we talking? Not that morning because I'm done shipping the kid off to school by like seven 30. So shipping the kid off. <laughs> okay. So that's not that early. <laughs> no, no, I just, I wake up at six 30, so it's not crazy. And I can't, I'm not an early person 6 30 is like my the outer limits of yeah. when i can wake up I, I that's i hate going to bed early enough to wake up at 6 30 honestly not my favorite but yeah and then what else we got yeah so colleen's all lined up we've got colleen's we got to get a bank account contractor colleen's our subcontractor for the client project and then yeah we got to do oh so we had uh, a little bit of like a mastermind retreat with some of our friends give us some ideas of of course it was virtual retreat because we're still not allowed to be near each other Mm because we might kill each other um also i live in dallas and sean lives in chicago so yeah no but we used to do retreats like in real life from time to time well mainly what i was referring to like i I missed that that would have been that would have been nice anyway yeah so we talked to them and they gave us kind of a punch list of stuff to do which i think that you and i are in agreement about which is like yeah we got to do that stuff but it's a matter of timing and priorities and like when (laughs) when we're gonna do what like the push was to get us to do we don't have a landing page (laughs) like we don't have any marketing done but we also don't have a product yet like not even it doesn't work um I was so having done a couple info products, like I'm familiar with the concept of having a pre-launch landing page mm-hmm. and then getting pointing traffic to that and getting an email list built up. And I've done that really successfully multiple times. That's so I get it. I know what that strategy is. It just didn't make sense to me for this. On the other hand, 
they now convinced me like I was kind of wrong about that actually. Like the reason I didn't think it was applicable is because I thought that if when people buy this, they've already decided that like they're only, they're only going to start looking for it when they've already decided that they're going to buy something like this or install an open source dependency like Mm -hmm. this. So there are, there's like a window of when people will buy this. So doing a big launch and trying to build up anticipation for sales does not make sense. But what does make sense is to get people to know that this exists. Cause okay. Even just today, like Colleen with her other client, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, they need this. They need your query builder. And (laughs) And it invalidates our hypothesis. It's not because they've decided to build one. It's because they have one that's and crappy hard. and it's hard to maintain. And she just wants to rip it out and put in someone else's totally finished right. version. And so that is exactly why I've been convinced that I'm wrong, that I need to do some kind of marketing before it exists. Yeah. Because if people, that's the thing. Like I forgot that if I do this too as a developer. I'll see a thing a cool new widget or library or something. I don't need it now, but I know that I will. So I make Mm -hmm. like a mental note of that thing. So that way, when I do need it, I'll be like, Oh, let's just use that thing that I saw, you know, on that email list Mm -hmm. newsletter. And that's, let me go check that out now. So that's, that's where it's worth it. Like we start getting it into the heads of developers that this thing exists. Cause as soon as we do, honestly, this is not the first time it's happened where somebody's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. we need that. It happens all the time. That's how we got both of these clients, only one of whom panned out. But somebody that we had shown the widget filter builder was at their client was like, Hey, you've got to, you got to just bring in these guys to do it for us. So exactly. Yeah. So I think that's, that makes it worth it. So now it's just a matter of figuring out how much time I put into that. When do I do that? Yeah. Uh, And I think, um, I mean, are you going to do that this afternoon instead of working on the view stuff? Nah, my brain is geared up for the coding. And so I'm just going to take advantage of, I got to go with the momentum in my brain. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do that. And then there'll be some like the marketing stuff, honestly, is easier for me to do in like weird downtimes or nighttime even. Cause I think oh, it's yeah. different than programming. I have a much easier time getting my head into it. That makes sense. So, and it doesn't need to be, I already know what I'm going to do. So it's not going to be very fancy at all. So we'll get the landing page done and I'll do like a little bit of a readme in the open source repo. And then I've already started tweeting more and I'm going to start like tweeting more and like doing programming and like doing my work in public. And I think that's going to be my main approach about this and tweeting out, um, screenshots and stuff. Screenshots, man. Everybody loves screenshots. Yeah. Like I have, so I have 4,500 followers, so that's not zero. And most of them are developers from like the other work I did. I also yeah, have an email list. Front end developers from Sketch right. CSS. Yeah, exactly. And the, and the angular escape mm-hmm. plan and those things. So I did, so I do have that. And I also have my newsletter email list, which is about 20,000 people, which sounds like, whoa, that's totally going to make your business, but it's not because it's so dead. It's so cold. It's been over a year and a half mm-hmm. since I've emailed that list. Some people who are new to the list probably have gotten emails from me more recently because it's all automated and stuff, but mm-hmm. 
Um, that's probably only like a thousand people or something. Better so. than zero. That's how many I have on my list because <laughs> I do not have a list. So I'll start, I'll start sending out emails to there and then, and actually that'll be good. Cause then I can prune the list and shave the, some money off my $200 convert kit bill. Mm, that you've just, just been paying to not send emails correct Fantastic. correct yep. i think i've sent them probably like three thousand dollars for no reason nah, just for an email i mean fun. and it sucks because it's automated so if it was just a list i would have canceled it but people do still sign up for my stuff and yeah and i do Ooh. actually still make well i guess i made like 900 bucks on like sketching a css sales still last year so it offsets it a little bit. A little bit. Not much. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's every month it's always like, okay, do I have time to like sort out how I'm going to yep. wind this down? Exactly. And every month I'm like, I do not. And it's $200. And I, yeah. it drives me crazy. You're basically paying $200 to not have to deal with wrapping it up. <laughs> yep. I know that feeling. I've got, I've got servers that are still running that I'm like, I'll do it next month. And it's just like a $20 <laughs> digital ocean, three or four of them. It's yeah. stupid. Uh, all right. Well, what else do we need to do? We've got, um, I am working on, so the deal with the Laravel package distribution is we can't use, we can't use packages, which is the PHP like um, I don't know what Ruby gems like runs on what the central repository is, but packagist is the central repository for um, composer packages. We can't use that because it's not an open source, like it's not an open source project. Um, so there is a, there is a static, um, there's a way to do it, like to host your own packagist basically. Um, and so I'm working on that. Somebody in the Laravel community, um, the Spotsy guys, have talked about how they run their own because they have a few private packages as well. So I'm building that into our like our licensing portal, basically, so somebody can actually come in and buy a license or for the beta, we can give someone a license and then it'll generate a license key and give them the ability to install it into their into their project. So... I was working on that again last night. Um, so I've got it all the way through to the point where you can like, you can buy a license. It runs through Stripe. It generates a license key. Um, but I need to do the part where the GitHub releases are pushed to our, you know, our package registry. So not super fun, but super necessary because it, we have to have a way to distribute it. That's not wide open. Hmm. Yeah, I also have to sort out. We already did a little bit of this, but the npm packages, which yeah, I've never which done, I nothing about. I don't either. So, I mean, other than using them, yeah. <laughs> never built one before. Just never made sense for a client. So, yeah. So I got to sort that out. We kind of have it working a little, or we did on like version two. So I kind of know how to do it, but I got to do that. Also, we got to get it. It's so close to um, us doing, like, trying to get it to work together. Oh, there, yeah. We, we need to tie the two together. And front the, end and the back end. Yeah. And 
I also still need, I, I'm going to need more clauses from you. So like I've done clauses are like the different ways that you could compare um, a condition. Like uh, a condition would be like, if you're sorting through a table of hats, it would be like the type of hat or like hat size or something. Those would be conditions. And then the clause would be like how you could compare it. So it'd be like hat size is greater than five or however hat sizes work. Yeah. So the greater than would greater be than, the, less than equal to not equal. To. All those would be the clause. So I've got clauses for numeric conditions. So mm-hmm. numbers, text, I did all those. I need dates. I need mm, um, okay. all the other so like I need the other conditions. You need all the, the you need all the default clauses for all yes. the default conditions. Yes, because we... we're shipping with all the default clauses. Got it. Um, okay. So I need to implement those, and that's not not zero work. So correct. I need that. I need that kind of soon, actually. Okay, I can I can send that to you when we get off here. Um, okay, and then I need to set up. We have an LLC. Um, you we need a bank account. Yeah, you had mentioned you need to do some foreign person thing in Chicago or Illinois, I guess. Like you're technically a foreign member of a Texas LLC or something like that. Do you remember talking about that? Like we okay, registered. So we already have an LLC? Yeah, we registered a Texas LLC. Am I? Did I? I don't remember signing a thing for that. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> So, but what we decided was, um, your personal S corp is, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So you need to owns it. Yeah. So you need to talk to probably your accountant or attorney and it's just like a form you got to file. Oh, okay. I'll ask Aaron about it. My accountant. I'll ask him about it. See if there's anything I need to do. I I might not need to do a thing unless money transfers. Yeah, you probably don't. Um, but ask him about but that's going to be fun anytime i need to send money to hammerstone i'm gonna have to like write a check to planning mm-hmm. for aliens use my local bank's shitty bank checking mm-hmm. like app thing that rejects my checks half the time probably have to go in talk to jerry who always asks he never believes me <laughs> like that i own a company they always check to make sure i'm not doing business in bitcoin and then they oh, always ask me like Half the time they asked me to come back with official planning for aliens letterhead. Yep. Just, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Yep. Why would I need that? What is that? Yep. That's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So I will set us up a bank account at Mercury, which is, I think, one of the only ones where both people don't have to come in physically and show proof of ID. Um, mm. So a lot of a lot of bootstrappers are using that now. So I'll set us up a bank account at Mercury. We probably won't be able to get credit cards um, for that same reason, but we can get a debit card, which should be give us everything we need. Yeah. Um, and I'll yeah. set us up emails at the Hammerstone HQ. Yeah. Email. Yeah. There's so much shit to do. So much to do. Busy. God, so many, I imagine it's like finishing a house. Like if you were to build a house, like when you get to the very end, you're like, oh my God, there's still so much to do. It's like moving mm-hmm. when you get all the big furniture out and you're like, hey, we're pretty close. And you look around and you're like, and then oh you my. do the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. <sighs> and I got to get a new mic because my mic is six years old. So I'll do that today too. 
You got to finish your shed quarters. I got to finish my shed quarters so that I can move out of this spare bedroom so that we can turn this into a nursery. So that we can sleep out there. Yeah. So we can Might have be the only place you can get any sleep. Five people <laughs> live in this two bedroom house. So two bedroom plus a shed house. So yeah, tons to do. Not enough time to do it. But at least we're starting a podcast. So now, now we have now we have one more thing to do. Uh, all right, dude. Let's uh, let's wrap it up there. I feel like we're good to go. Okay.